Do you know this man? He is Dave Portnoy, founder of Barstool Sports, also known as El Presidente for his one-bite pizza review shows. Back in 2020, when the stock market didn't go anywhere but up, he decided to become a stock market investor. If you haven't watched his stock-picking shows, I can summarize them for you. He used to go live and come up with a crazy way to pick stocks and then invest in them. For example, one time, he took a bag of Scrabble letters, smooshed the alphabet letters together and randomly came up with a stock ticker. And whatever that came out, he invested in them. He was so confident of himself that he went on to declare himself as the captain of Wall Street, replacing Warren Buffett. He's old, but he's washed up. I'm the new breed, I'm the new generation. Who is a better investor here, Dave Portnoy or Warren Buffett? Buffett has returned 20% annualized return for almost six decades, while Dave Portnoy has decided to return to his pizza reviews. It's pretty clear who is a better investor. But what's the difference between the two men? Both are businessmen who have made successful companies in their own respective industries. I bet at some point in 2020, Portnoy's investment return had been higher than Buffett's. What is the real difference between a good investor and a bad investor? Today, I reveal the most important difference between a good and a bad investor and share three steps you can follow to become a better investor like Buffett and less like Portnoy in stock picking, not pizza reviews. Let's talk about that. I am Huda Mayer, founder and CEO of StockArt, a fintech startup out of California that helps you do your fundamental stock market research better and faster. On this show, I share detailed fundamental analysis like last week's video on PayPal and fascinating investing-related stories like today's episode. If you are new here, join us by subscribing. It's easy to assume the difference between a good investor and a bad one is in their portfolios. After all, we invest to make money, and a good investor is seemingly one who can make more money. That's true, but making money is the ultimate goal of investing. It's not the difference between a good or a bad investor. Even the world's best investors have had bad quarters and years. As I said at the beginning, Buffett has had an annualized return of 20% since 1965. However, it hasn't been a smooth ride. During these 57 years, in at least 10 years or 20% of times, Buffett has had negative annual return. If you judged his quality as an investor in those years, you could have easily called him a bad investor. So portfolio return in one single year or a quarter doesn't show how good an investor is. In the case of Buffett, we have six decades of investment history to gauge his performance. But what if you're looking at a YouTuber you want to follow or a friend who has had a streak of successful stock picks and you don't have access to 57 years of his or her investment track record? How do you decide if you are following a good investor. 
after two decades of managing my family's investments and almost seven years of running a stock card platform, partnering with 70 plus financial YouTubers and interacting with almost 80,000 stock market investors and reviewing more than 50,000 portfolios on a stock card platform, I've learned one critical lesson about the difference between a good and a bad investor. A great investor has a tested and reliable investment process, and he or she is constantly refining and improving that process. An investment process is a set of questions the investors answer and rules he or she follows for every investment decision. This investment process is personalized to every investor's preferences, knowledge level, and time availability to do research. For example, Warren Buffett's investment process is that he invests in great companies he understands at a fair price. He has a set of rules he uses to identify a great company and a fair price. For example, he looks for economic mode to find a great company. How he identifies economic mode is personal to Warren and his experience. For him, an economic mode is a business's ability to maintain competitive advantage over its competitors and to protect its long-term profits and market share. Other great investors have their own unique process. For example, Howard Marks, billionaire and co-founder of Oak Tree Capital Management's investment process is to identify quality companies in financial distress. In other words, he likes to invest in beaten down companies with a high chance of recovery. If you read Buffett's annual letters to Berkshire Hathaway's shareholders or Howard Marks' frequent investment memos, you see these great investors consistently refine their process as they invest, make mistakes, and learn from them. The advantage of having a process is that it gives them the superpower to stay disciplined and not get swayed by the market's noise and their own emotions. The process allowed Warren Buffett, for example, to say no to thousands of technology stocks easily and only say yes to Apple because it fit into Buffett's definition of economic mode and he understood its business. Having the process also allowed him not to get emotional about market. Even if Bill Gates, his longtime friend, asked him to invest in Microsoft, he said no without feeling the fear of missing out. And when Microsoft stocks rallied, it was easy for him to avoid regrets. Because he knows he made the decision based on a process he has developed and tested for decades. Take any great investor with a track record of success in the market and you will be able to find the process that powers their greatness. Understanding the power of the investment process has two major applications for you and me. Firstly, it helps us gauge the quality of YouTubers or other investors we may want to follow on social media. And secondly, it gives us a path to become a better investor. These days, the internet is full of people who share their thoughts and ideas online. Some are really good at making 
money-related content and video entertaining. There is nothing wrong, of course, with making finance entertaining and fun, but that doesn't mean we have to listen to their advice or take their ideas seriously without understanding their investment process. When you come across a YouTuber or a famous investor, before listening to their ideas, ask yourself, what is this person's investment process? Do you understand and agree with it? Even if that investor has had a bad year or two, the only way you can decide whether to follow and get new ideas from them is to assess the quality of the process behind their ideas. Next, I want to share three steps you can take to create your own investment process and transition from an average investor to a great one. But before that, I have an announcement. I told you I learned about the power of the investment process through more than two decades of managing my family's investments, running a stock card platform for seven years, partnering with more than 70 financial YouTubers, interacting with almost 80,000 stock card users, and reviewing more than 50,000 portfolios on stock card platform. Not only did I learn about the power of having an investment process, but I also learned about how great investors create and refine an investment process. And I want to share this knowledge with you. Today, we are launching a one-on-one -on -one coaching program at Stockard designed to help you develop your own investment process. These coaching sessions are not investment advice. I will not tell you what to invest in. The sessions are designed to enable you to create a personalized and applicable investment process to your own goals. Each session takes 55 minutes and by the end of it, you will have a reliable process you created and can use to make confident investment decisions. You can take advantage of several other complimentary templates and access to the Stockard platform after your coaching session too. If you'd like to learn more about this one-on-one -on -one coaching program, follow the link in the show notes. I look forward to seeing some of you who are serious about becoming a great investor at your personalized coaching session. Now let's go back to the last part of today's episode and let me share three steps you can follow if you want to create your investment process on your own. First, you have to decide about your goals for investing. For example, I was speaking with a fellow investor recently and he told me he invested in the stock market for the thrill of it. He said, and I'm quoting him, we like the game. It's the ultimate game, like chess. If you make the right moves and apply to your strategy, you can make money. He is in the market for the thrill of it. He's okay if he loses money because he's playing. And in a game, you win some and you lose some. With this goal, he can definitely pick his stocks using Scrabble letters. Why not? It's exciting to see if Scrabble jumbles of alphabets and letters can make you any money, right? Others may want to make money in the stock market without researching too much. Automatic investing is the best process for someone like that. 
So start with your own goals and be honest with yourself. It's okay to want to have fun and not to have time to research stuff in the market. The second step is to define what types of investments, such as high yield savings, stocks, funds, crypto, etc., meet your goals. No time to research, index funds are better for you. If you want to double your money fast, you have to take calculated risk, of course, but you can't get there with a high yield savings account, as an example. I really liked the second step. It's such a mind-opening exercise. If you realize to meet your goals, you have to take risks, but you are sitting on cash, you will see the gap in your investments. And the last step, you need to develop a set of financial criteria and questions that you must answer before making any investment decision. For example, if you aim to double your money fast, you must take more risks, as we discussed. Then every time you invest, you must ask yourself, can you afford to lose all the money you are investing at that moment? Because you are taking more risks, you will inevitably invest in things without a guaranteed return. Asking yourself whether you are ready to lose the money and whether you can actually afford it makes your decision more informed, and if you lose the money, you won't be shocked. Another example is if you want to double your money fast, you must invest in a company with a realistic path to double its revenue, free cash flow, or profit fast too. Therefore, you don't invest in a company that has no revenue because there is no way to assess its ability to double anything except cost anytime soon, except if it gets lucky in the market. Those are just a few examples, but you get the point. Your goals define your ideal investments and your ideal investments give you a set of rules to follow. This makes your investment process, which guides every investment decision you make. It helps you avoid emotional decisions, regrets, and surprises in the market. I've recently published another episode about how to pick high-returning stocks that I use in my own investment process. That episode shares the financial criteria and rules I follow to find high-returning stocks. That's a good next episode after this one. The link is in the show notes if you want to continue your education. I'll see you next time.